Welcome to Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. We're on day 346, starting our final book in the Old Testament, Job, and we're looking at Job chapter 1 and 2, and then into our New Testament reading in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, we do start a brand new book today in the book of Job. We'll be reading through this Old Testament book until the very end of the year. Now, it might seem strange that as we have done a chronological order, as in following the timeline of events, that we finish with Job rather than Malachi. Now, the main reason for this is that there is nothing to help us date Job, no historical points and no mention of dates, and therefore we have simply placed it at the end of our reading plan rather than inside the chronological order. In chapter 1, we have three significant characters. We have Job, right before God, living a holy life, and one who is blessed in his home life, in his marriage, and his work. At the core, Job sought to please God and live in such a way that was worthy before his creator. Then we have Satan, who has been spending his days going to and fro on the land, seeking someone to attack and take as his own. All he is interested in is building his empire and waging war against God. Remember, Satan was arrogant and proud, and he wanted to be God. Our third character is in fact God himself, one who has blessed Job and one who has guided him through life. Strangely, he gives Job over to the devil, and as we go through the book, we'll begin to understand why. For now, note that Satan could do nothing without the permission of God. God has the ultimate authority here. What happens next is that Job loses his property, his children, and his health. All of these were direct attacks from Satan with one aim, to see this righteous man fall and blame God. Again, in all circumstance, it is God who will allow things to happen. It is Satan who attacks, and it's up to Job to remain faithful. In the coming days, we will see this develop more, but let me give you one thing that stands out. We're not in an earthly war. We're in an eternal war. Satan wants to secure us to his side, but as believers in Christ, we already are on the victorious side. However, that doesn't mean that Satan will stop attacking. Rather, he'll double down and hit us all the harder. So we should be prepared to stand firm, armour up, and seek the strength of God. Now we head into a New Testament reading, and as Paul writes to the church, he wishes to protect the church from anyone who would do them harm. The warning today is those who would try and convince us that the day of the Lord has already been. Paul is very clear, not only is this not true, but there'll be certain signs that we'll see before the Lord returns. The significant standout sign Paul refers to is the Antichrist, or the son of sin. This will be an individual who arrogantly declares themselves God and who seeks to build their own kingdom. What we learn is that the Antichrist comes from Satan, but will only be revealed when God in his planning chooses to reveal him. For all are under the authority of God's planning. I find verse 11 particularly interesting. God is the one who allows delusions and allows the belief of false doctrine. Note not God giving the delusions, rather God allowing them. For condemnation waits for those who would refuse the message of Christ. That is why Paul is bold and straight to the point in declaring that believers must stand firm. We're to hold to the words of God, which are truth. God loves us, guides us, and gives us the knowledge of his ways. We're to hold on to it, yes, taking a beating, but never being beaten down. The Lord will help us, comfort us, and spur us on. And this is the mark of a true believer, one who would in their severest trials hold firmly to the words of God. It seems we're in a same season again as a church when people are twisting the word of God to suit them and to please the ears of those who listen to them. 
We as believers are to fix our eyes on heaven and hold fast to the word of God. It should be our constant companion and friend. And it's for this very reason we endeavour to run this reading programme, for it is the word of God that is the light in darkness. And so as I close out in prayer, I pray very simply, Father, we pray that we would hold firm to your word. In your precious name, amen.